Hello everybody, this is Marilyn Guadagnino from Living Stress-Free and I welcome you to these special podcasts in which I'll be reading chapters from my book, The Living Stress-Free Bible, 20 Techniques to Make Your Life Less Stressful. I'm dedicating the reading of this book to our healthcare workers everywhere, especially during this time of a pandemic. I'd like to give a special shout out to the mental health care workers helping our very stressed people stay stable and calm during this very highly difficult time to manage, especially since many mental health care workers are also dealing with their own personal stressors in their lives. So burnout is a real issue that we all need to be aware of with mental health as well as our medical health care workers. That's what this book is going to help you all with. So here is chapter one, The Third Door. As a child of the 70s, I grew up watching game shows almost every day. One significant memory I have from a particular game show, Let's Make a Deal, was when Monty Hall asked the contestants to choose which door had the prize. Door number one, door number two, or door number three. If the contestant chose correctly, they would walk away with a brand new car, an amazing vacation, brand new furniture, or other extravagant prizes. Over time, the premise of this simple game became a probability theory based on assumptions and mathematical equivalencies called the Monty Hall problem. This dilemma challenges one to analyze the best strategy to win the game, whether it is to stay with the initial choice or whether to explore percentages, probabilities, and battle the ever-present what-ifs stirring in the brain. As a young girl, I was not concerned with any of these mental conundrums. Sir Isaac Newton once wrote, truth is ever to be found in simplicity and not in the multiplicity and confusion of things. Being a lifelong fan of simplicity, I was just pleased to watch the contestant win the car. As I got older, I began to look at those three doors in a new way. It is easy to perceive life through the lens of duality. We can always see two doors. For any situation, no matter what the circumstance, most of us can see two options, two possibilities for dealing with the issue. For many people, this boils down to the good decision or the bad decision, the positive or the negative, right or wrong, black or white, hot or cold, day or night, and so on. We live in a world of opposites and make most decisions based on polarity. What if there was a third option, a third door? What would happen if we took the time to explore another way of looking at the situation? I have worked as a mental health therapist for 30 years. Through my experiences helping so many different people with problems, symptoms, and challenges, I have discovered one of the most helpful strategies a person can do for another is to show them the third door. There's always another way to perceive a situation outside of the obvious choices. All it takes is going beyond the natural tendency of the mind to polarize the issue and explore other angles and ways of thinking and feeling. Why do we polarize situations so much? 
I've contemplated this question many times, and what I've discovered is not all people get stuck in duality. If the community a person dwells in is very focused on good, bad, right, wrong, dogma, and societal dictates, the person living in that community will have a more dualistic, polarized perception of all their circumstances. In contrast, communities in which people follow natural rhythms and function more from their experience and less from their ideas and beliefs seem to be able to entertain a myriad of perceptions and possibilities. Society obviously has a need for laws and guidelines for people to follow, but this can certainly be taken too far. When rules interfere with an individual's ability to explore issues independently and think for themselves, inadvertently fostering sheep mentality, the tendency towards polarization increases. Another cause for dualistic thinking is the us-and-them perspective. Whenever we perceive a separation from others due to ideology, political viewpoints, religious affiliation, cultural differences, economic status, race, sexual orientation, gender, age, etc., there is polarity. Perceiving this separation externally only reinforces this same tendency internally with thoughts and feelings. This feeling of separation sows the seeds of anxiety, worry, and fear. The philosopher, speaker, and writer J. Krishnamurti wrote, When you call yourself an Indian, a Muslim, or a Christian, or a European, or anything else, you are being violent. Do you see why it is violent? Because you are separating yourself from the rest of mankind. When you separate yourself by belief, by nationality, by tradition, it breeds violence. So a man who is seeking to understand violence does not belong to any country, to any religion, to any political party or partial system. He is concerned with the total understanding of mankind. When faced with a challenging issue, if only two solutions arise, this polarized perception will create anxiety that will force the stressed person to choose a side and make a quick decision to relieve the anxiety. The problem is this decision was made from a stressful state of mind. It, is, it may not be the best solution. Worse yet, the decision may not resolve the issue and it will return causing an endless loop of stress repeating itself. I have a quartz crystal in my office. I love to gaze at it and notice the different sides the form of the rock displays. It is the perfect metaphor for seeing different sides of any situation. Sometimes I hand it to a client as we explore different options and ways of looking at their dilemma. We loosen the rigid dualistic perception and allow for not knowing. Not knowing is not easy for most people. Knowing is seen as a sign of intelligence, capability, and success. Being, quote, in the know, end quote, is an honored trait. However, if you study the ancient wisdom from the yogic, Taoist, and Buddhist traditions, to not know is what is most valued. The Upanishads, ancient Vedic texts state, quote, he who knows, knows not. He who knows not, knows, end quote. 
There is intelligence in not knowing. Another problem with only seeing two sides of an issue is ambivalence. When you cannot make a decision and feel stuck between two opposites, stress increases. Ambivalence always creates stress. There is fear in identifying with one side or the other because you might make the wrong decision. One of the best antidotes for ambivalence is to allow for a third option and then sit with it, allowing it to percolate. The third door will loosen up the polarized perception and ease the mind enough for the light to come in. Chapter 15 offers an innovative technique called emotional deliberation to take this dilemma of ambivalence to the next level. If you're struggling with this issue right now, you may want to jump ahead to that chapter for more direction to find your way. So my LSF takeaway number one for chapter one is perceiving more than two sides of any situation is extremely helpful for exploring the bigger picture. A more expanded perspective and increased awareness can help make more informed choices and better decisions. Whenever you are uncertain and caught between two ways of looking at something, always explore the third option. If you have difficulty, ask a friend, a colleague, or other trusted person in your life for assistance. There is always the third door, and you will be amazed at how knowing this will relieve your stress. So that is chapter one, the third door, which is actually what I originally was going to make the title of my book, <laughs> but um, decided it wasn't clear enough and that people really wouldn't know what was in it. But this concept of the third door is something that mental health therapists use, but you can use this with people that come to you for advice because most people really don't want you to solve their problem. Somebody just to listen to them, to understand, to validate how they feel. And often it helps a person if you, off, if you give them a third way of looking at it, that there isn't always this two polarized ways of looking at something. There's always another way. And that could be a great way to offer help and advice and support to someone who's coming to you with a dilemma. So I want to give you a real life example of how to use the third door that I use with clients I work with. They, people are getting laid off from their jobs. For many, they're furloughed or laid off, but their companies are saying they can come back to the job once the economy picks up and things get better. A person is in this situation and they don't like their job to begin with. They're having this dilemma. Well, do I just wait and see if my business will take me back? Or do I look for another job right now and look at changing my career or changing where I work? And that's a dilemma a lot of people are experiencing right now that I'm working with. So what would the third option to that be? So you have one is stay with the job you're already in that doesn't have you working. Two is look for another job that you could maybe move to. So what would a person do with the third option? Well, they would first look at both of those and really sit with them, like really picture themselves going back to the job they were in and really feel the feelings of what that would be like to go back. Or they can look at what it would feel like to get a new job 
and sit with that and imagine all the feelings they would be feeling doing that. And then the person would open their mind to other possibilities in life. And that re- that could be looking at maybe, maybe education is the answer. Maybe going back to school and getting that degree that decided not to go for it. Maybe that's an option. Maybe relocation's the option. Maybe it's time to move to another area because that's something that the person may have contemplated for a while and was waiting for the right time to do it. And so this might be the right time. So those are examples of how you can look at a third option or also look at the what I like to see as the bigger picture spiritual option, that there's a reason for this happening right now. There's a reason that your life is on pause and that maybe this opportunity to take care of yourself because you're not working and you're not sure what you want to do, maybe the focus needs to just be on you and taking care of your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, um, all those kind of things, going through your household and getting rid of the things you don't need. All those, maybe that's the third door at this time. So there's an example of how this current situation we're in right now, how you can use the concept of the third door. So at the end of the book, I have 26 additional techniques, and I'd like to read the one for this podcast, which is actually number 26 is the last one of the of the 26 techniques. Make your top priority each day this week to manage your stress, not the situation. Forget problem solving and put your focus on bringing calmness to your state of mind. Choose inner peace over making a point, arguing an opinion, or struggling with an issue. From morning to night, have the intention of lowering your stress level each day, every day. It really can be helpful if you're about to speak your mind and argue something, but you're not sure if you want to jump into that pool because it could cause a lot of conflict. You know, maybe pause, take a breath, ask yourself, do I really want to go there or do I want to just choose inner peace? And just let it go, let the point go, and just bring your inner state into more calmness and more ease. All right. Thank you for listening. Lou and I send our um, best wishes for safety, health, happiness, calmness, and ease during this difficult time. And we will be back with another podcast soon. Take care, everyone.